The Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News, a ministry dedicated to the truth revealed through Jesus Christ, encouraging listeners to stand boldly as the King's return is at hand. As I go about my business around town and to various parts of the state and the country, everything looks so very different from the America I knew as a kid and young adult. Everywhere I go, people look weird. Girls in their early 20s with bright pink, green, purple, or blue hair having half their head shaved or their bangs cut straight across in a bowl cut. That would have been embarrassingly ugly for even boys to have to wear when I was a kid. And a majority of the people I see now, especially younger people, are covered in tattoos. Many have their noses pierced, their faces and tongues pierced, and the style of clothing for young women today confuses me. It's as if they either want to show as much skin as possible, even in cold weather, or they dress like vagabonds, having obtained their wardrobe from a Goodwill dumpster. It's as if they want to look as unattractive as possible when they go out in public. It's equally sad to see young men these days. Today I saw a guy in his early 20s walking through a parking lot on his way to his car. He had long dark hair and a full beard. He didn't appear to be homosexual in any way, but he was wearing two large hoop earrings blue jeans that were torn to shreds, and an expensive leather jacket. And then he jumped into his car, and immediately there was the sound of explosive booming bass notes that rattled your teeth and vulgar, filthy lyrics of some sort of rap song as his car left the parking lot. You could still still hear the thump, thump, thump of the bass as he merged into traffic and sped away. And recently I was in a convenience store where the clerk looked completely 100% male, There was no doubt he was male. But why then was he wearing bright red nail polish on his fingers? I understand that young people always go through a rebellious streak, always want to stand out in a crowd, and always want to be countercultural. But this weirdness really isn't countercultural anymore. It's become the norm. Even the rebels of the 1970s could still easily be identified as either male or female. If blue jeans got torn, you fix them. You didn't pay extra to buy them that way. But now we live in an age of extreme narcissism. People are addicted to their phones and social media. In their minds, they derive their value as human beings by the number of followers they have. Recently, I heard that the number one thing a high school-age kid wants to be now when they grow up is a social media influencer, making ridiculous, nonsensical videos and posting them on TikTok where I guess you get paid for doing so if you get enough followers. But the content I'm talking about has nothing to do with anything of substance that they might share online. Instead, they do silly dance routines, sometimes dangerous stunts, which they set forth as challenges to others, and always the focus is on them. Boys and girls, young men and women both, are now taking endless selfies and pictures of themselves and posting them on their social media sites, shouting, Look at me, look at me, look what I did now. Check out my latest over-the-top outrageous hair and makeup style. I think back to even earlier days. When my dad was 17 years old, he was on the other side of the world fighting the enemy in the South Pacific in World War II. By the time I was 17 years old, I dare say I'd already accomplished more in my life than today's 40-year-olds. What are 17-year-olds doing now? I'm not saying there aren't good, responsible kids out there, but by and large, we've become a nation of lazy, underachieving, self-centered, godless idiots. You might think it does no good to look back at the past and long for the good old days because the good old days were never really as good as we remember them when we're old. 
But in this case, our society and culture has fallen so far and become so depraved, I have to say they really were pretty good, even though they weren't perfect. Most people still worked hard to make a living, provide for their families, and improve their skills, and thus their position in the workplace. We had skilled workers, American companies on the cutting edge of innovation. To be perpetually unemployed was a shameful thing. To be unemployed because of, of a self-induced disability was unheard of. Obesity was also shameful, as was drug and alcohol abuse. These things weren't illnesses as much as they were the result of irresponsibility, weakness, and an unwillingness to be a productive citizen. Today, we have young people obtaining worthless degrees at a cost of more than $50,000 a year. And after four years of college, they graduate with a degree they'll never use because there really isn't a job for someone with a degree in 17th century lesbian poetry. So they move back in with mom and dad indefinitely with no plans for the future except to play video games, post videos on social media, party with their friends, and get dragged into the drug scene now with legal pot in at least 23 states and an epidemic of meth and fentanyl use. Not to mention, they expect those of us who work to actually pay for those $50,000 a year degrees. And today, we have a full 50% of American citizens that are morbidly obese. I should note that it was in the late 1980s that GMO, or genetically modified organisms, were introduced into our food supply. When I watched Gilligan's Island as a kid, there was no question that the skipper was fat. Now he looks relatively thin compared to most Americans. Times have changed, and so have we as a people. I remember the 4th of July as a highly patriotic time. Parades were led by our military veterans, and when they came past, everyone took off their hats, stood up, and applauded them for their service to our country. This past 4th of July, there were noticeably fewer veterans in the parade, less than half the people stood up when they marched by, and even fewer bothered to applaud. Most were there for the free candy. This last parade was noticeably smaller than in previous years as well. I remember when the whole town would turn out for the parade. Now I'd say attendance is less than half. How long before towns no longer even bother with it? Looking back, I can see the leftist indoctrination creeping into the small public school I had attended, and it came through our weekly readers put out by Scholastic Books. These were pamphlets with some current event stories and opinion pieces, which we were supposed to read and discuss in class. Back then, they were warning us of a coming ice age by the year 2000. I also remember reading about how, in the future, much of the work would be done by computers and robots, and the teacher led the discussion on... With computers and robots doing most of the work, what do you think people will do? The consensus then was that it would leave much more time for relaxation and recreation. Well, maybe they got that one right, because today we have a lot more people doing a lot less work, but that's not a good thing. Relaxation has become slothfulness, and recreation has become largely recreational drugs and unbridled, perverted sex. In the 1980s, the big call was for just say no to drugs. It was in every TV commercial break. We saw it on billboards and ads in magazines, just say no, an admonition to stay away from illegal street drugs. Remember seeing a picture of a cracked egg in a pan and the voiceover saying, this is your brain, then a fried egg and the words, this is your brain on drugs. Any questions? 
Not coincidentally, it was then that Big Pharma began ramping up production of all kinds of prescription drugs. It was also in the 1980s that the FDA began allowing direct-to-consumer advertising of these prescription drugs. Now today, you can't turn on any television program without hearing the words, ask your doctor if this drug is right for you. And virtually every newscast is now proudly brought to you by Pfizer. You know, a majority of these new drugs are supposed to be for anxiety and depression, and a majority of Americans now suffer with anxiety and depression and are eager to get some sort of miracle pill that will help them feel better. Few realize the side effects of these things are actually the worsening of anxiety and depression, and almost all of them list one of the main side effects as increased thoughts of suicide. These drugs have so many people dumbed down that they can't function in society. Many have doctor's notes declaring them disabled because of their depression. So they sit home, lethargically watching 24-7 television programming, or should I say brainwashing, while consuming copious amounts of GMO snack foods, creating obesity and the myriad of additional illnesses those GMOs bring with them. So they go see the doctor and get even more Rx meds, and the cycle continues. A recent study has shown that many of these anti-anxiety and anti-depression drugs do nothing, and I repeat nothing, to ease anxiety or depression. The same study showed that physical activity is the best remedy for these things. Exercise, hard work, fresh air. But the couch is so much more appealing. We're now at a place where this so-called lifestyle has become multi-generational. Parents living on welfare are having kids who think that the welfare lifestyle is normal, consuming poisonous so-called foods and loading up on drugs that will never kill their ills. And so it seems very few are left in this country that are even able to think anymore if they'd be willing to do the work to think for themselves in the first place. Fat, lazy, complacent, obedient slaves of the almighty state. But they're not happy. They're miserable. Victims of the public education indoctrination establishment blindly follow their leaders. And now their leaders are pushing all manner of radical leftist ideologies. Climate change has become one of the most useful tools to control us. Remember, anytime you hear the words sustainable, renewable, or green, you can go ahead and replace those words with controllable because that's what climate change is really all about. Those pushing for us to live in 15-minute smart cities, submit to artificial intelligence and 24-7 tracking, take endless DNA-altering jabs and eat bugs and worms, would never relinquish their private jets and limousines. Don't people see that? Don't they understand that every so-called law Congress passes is imposed upon the citizens, but the lawmakers always exempt themselves from the same punishments. So now we have young people pushing for all things green, banning conservative speech on college campuses, and rallying in support of terrorists while questioning their own genders and becoming prideful allies of the LGBTQ plus agenda. Many who now only aspire to being social media influencers. We live in a sick society, addicted to many things, none of them good, including all the phones and screens. You want to be green and save the planet? Get back to nature and go plant and maintain a garden by the sweat of your own brow. Electric cars cause more harm to the earth than our gas and diesel vehicles ever could, now cleaner running than they've ever been. 
Our factories, what's left of them, are now cleaner for the environment than any time in history, too. And if you want to be radical or countercultural, should I say set apart from the crowd, how about studying the Word of God and becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ? Learn the history your teachers have hidden from you. Get equipped for the work of the ministry. Be a Christ follower. Pray for someone or say the name of Jesus in public. Young people, that's more radical and countercultural than your purple hair and ripped jeans will ever be. Make your life count for something and make it all about Jesus, not about you. You still won't save the world, but you'll at least save some souls. Being angry, hating America, and God is definitely not working for you. And as a true Christ-following radical Christian, you'll also have the peace that passes all understanding and an eternal home with your loving Creator. Audio CDs and transcripts of this message are available when you call me at Wisconsin Christian News, 715-486-8066, or email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com and ask for message number 409. This has been the Truth Commentary with Rob Pugh, publisher of the Wisconsin Christian News. Find us on the internet at wisconsinchristiannews.com. Questions and comments? Email Rob, R-O-B, at wisconsinchristiannews.com. The views expressed are those of the speaker.